All right, you want to do a test? Uh, Mike, should I get a stand to sit it up there? What? <laughs> oh, I thought you was doing a sound check with that. And here we go here. I am King Conundrum. And this I is the Ox, baby. And the Opus. And this is Golden Gringo. Did I cut you off? Let me do it again. The, this is the King Conundrum. And this is Golden Gringo, the uh, original Amigo. The original Amigo. It was the Amigos versus the Amigos is what it seemed like back there. Um, and it's the Ox. And? Out of Detox. And Opus. Keeping the focus. <laughs> Hope mine isn't hopeless. It ain't. It ain't at all. Alright, so. Happy belated birthday. Well, thank you, sir. The big 40. The big, big 40. 40 like, a, like a. I'm, I'm as old as a 40 ounce. So, how does it. Okay, People I mean, always I mean, ask how it feels, but how does it feel? I know, right? I mean. Initially, you know, the morning of my birthday, I wasn't really feeling any difference or whatever. Um, but it's like, you know, when we were on our on our way to my in-laws. So basically, we were at the beach last week. And then for our birthday, we ended up from the beach going to my in-laws for a little bit um, to celebrate our birthdays. But on the drive there, I like literally LOL'd. I like literally laughed out loud because it was just like... It just all of a sudden, all of a sudden hit me like, oh shoot, I'm 40. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the start of a new decade. You know? Yeah, like you're you're done. That, you know, they keep saying on to a new chapter. I, I think you're on to. I don't know. It's almost like instead of a new chapter, it's that series of chapters is done. Uh-huh. In the in the in the canon of your life. Uh -huh. So it's still canonical to your life. C but canonical? Well, what is that? Like like um, like part one of six. Part one okay. is is so like part the, of the like, canon. Like, like the canon is the entirety breadth the breadth of your story. Like when you say like the the first of the trilogy? Yeah, that's canonical to the oh, story. Okay. It's relevant, it's a piece to that story. We're learning new words today, people. Yeah man, we're rolling. Um, um but 40 seems to be that cutoff point where, you know, to me it's like 40, and then you chop it up in 10 years, then 50, then 60. Yeah. So then, what, what what is it like? So it's like the hype is around when you turn 18, mm -hmm. 21, 25, 30. 30 is a big one. And then 40. Like, I don't know if anybody celebrates really, like, when it's 35. No, I think when you hit 30, it's just 50. like... 50 is kind of like you go from at 40 you're still you're a mature you're an immature mature you're in that mature yeah. ca category yeah but you're still you're still childish and then when you hit 50s it's like you, you better have it together you better yeah. know what you're talking about i hate to say that but yeah unfortunately that's how that's how i view it and it sounds like you view it the same so, so how was you how was your uh experience when you turned 40 what was that like three years ago mm-hmm like I mean, did it hit you like all of a sudden, like like it did me, like oh? No, it kind of, I kind of just always claimed to be forty when I was 38, 39, getting that mindset. Yeah. It wasn't as bad. It 
I felt better because people started saying, well, you don't, when I started saying I'm for it, yeah. you don't look for it. Yeah, I get that. You don't act for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I started feeling myself a little bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it happened yeah, today. Yeah. I'm like, I'm 43. Good. What's up, man? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when I tell people my age, you know, they're always surprised and always thinking that I'm like either like late 20s or like early 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It, I could, mean, it, it could be the generation thing. Well, you're not quite my generation, but you're borderline, I think. Yeah. And that's something that we didn't get a chance to um, talk about. I wanted to do like Generation X versus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that Baby was Boom. Part of the, the one of the topics. We'll get we'll get to that. Yeah. So that's one new thing, and and what's the other new thing? It's just uh, episode twelve. That's the only thing. No, I'm no, no, do. no. What? I think this is thirteen. Yeah, this is thirteen. Episode 13. Is it? Yeah. Dang, bro. Yeah. Seven, Dang. seven more. And we'll end off the season right. And get up to 20. And then we'll start off with season two coming yeah. to a to not a movie theater near you. So, all right. What, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, so, yeah. I guess we'll get straight into it. Um, so, recently me and my wife watched the movie The Joker. The last one with uh, Joaquin... Phoenix. Joaquin, Arizona. What, his middle name is Arizona? Phoenix is in Arizona. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang, man. What was the, the other day? Uh, the Phoenix rises from the ashes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that even relates to Joaquin, Arizona. Well, you, so, an uh, interesting thing is, you know, like, his name was like Leaf at one point. Leaf? Yeah. L-E-A-F? I think the parents let the kids pick their own names. So, but they didn't have any names. Okay, I see what you're saying. So his original name was Leaf. He picked and, Leaf, and then at, who picked Leaf? He Joaquin. Did. Yeah. Yeah, so but I'm I saying think the though, parents as, let them pick their names. You know, there's Liberty, Joaquin. You know, his brother River Phoenix. So yeah, somebody else told me that too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. You did. That his know brother that. was River Phoenix. Hmm. Yeah, but he died like in the nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the. Uh, what was the name of that club um, that was out? The Vapor, the, I don't know the, the Viper Room, I think it was. Is that what it was? I think that's what it was. Um, so what did you say? Like, he didn't have a name until, a- until the age, you know, where he could talk and the parents asked him what name. I so the- when they introduced him as a child, no, this is no name. No, I think he had a, a government name. Okay. And I don't remember what it is, but the parents were sort of earthy type yeah, people yeah, yeah. and they let the kids pick their own names once they became once they were of age to be able to think for themselves yeah. I think so he picked leave there's a Liberty River uh, there's another one River is a nice name River's, River's gone though River how would you spell it I just spell it River you do too much man you, you start acting it, it's like you you're Tom nice Cruise you, or something if you flip it like with R-Y V-E-R then people would say River. True, true. Or you can go R I V U H. River. My name River. <laughs> I'm a scribble. I'm a male scribble. <laughs> but um, yeah. So go ahead. This is the Joker with Joaquin. With Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, and you know, a lot of people told me, you know, that the movie wasn't going to be action packed like the typical, you know, Batman movies that would have, mm-hmm. you know, the Joker in it. And um, so we kind of like put it off for a long time as far as, you know, to watch it. And um, 
and then you know we finally watched it, it was on HBO and um yo that movie was was really good like even though it wasn't action packed and was kind of slow it's just everything about it like the details just the the different aspects of dealing with you know mental health um and then just just the ending man it was it was crazy so like it just blew my mind like you, robert de niro do you think literally in, in that in that movie literally do you think it was because it was more performance based because the storyline was pretty good like as though it could have been something that was could have been performed like on broadway no, do you think it was like Joaquin Phoenix's interpretation of of the Joker, how he embodied know, Joaquin, the like, Joker? The way he acts, like he really gets into the role. I mean, with her, what other movies? That I just God, like, he's been in uh, the Abbots. He's been in Signs. He's been in um, what is that? Thirty-five millimeter. Is it 35 millimeter or 42 millimeter? Uh, I, can't I can't remember. Um, he's a really, he's a really, really good actor, man. I've always just, he was in, uh, shoot, don't make me out. But, but you know, this. it's like some of these actors, man, they really get into the role because his body in that movie was was weird, like as though he lost a lot of weight. It was the same thing with the movie with, uh, remember that? Christian Bale movie where he lost a lot of weight. What was it, The Machine or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't think I even seen that movie. I just saw like clips, and it's just crazy how like some of these actors will transform their bodies for, for like certain roles. Well, hell, if you're gonna make a million, two million dollars, I'd I'd probably get yeah, with it too. But yeah. it, I think it's the mental preparation that really counts. Oh, he was in Gladiator. Yeah, when he was in Gladiator, I think that's when I first remember like really paying attention to him. And I just remember how much I hated him. <laughs> I was like, man, this Joker's old. This Joker. Yeah, yeah you get it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's something about that playing, you get an actor like that, playing a character like that. Like Heath Ledger. Heath yeah, Ledger's yeah, yeah, a great yeah. actor, was a great actor. And it's kind, of, it's kind of sad, I don't know if it's true or not, that he got so into, in tuned with that character and, and jumped into that into that role completely that he sort of lost his mind a little bit probably became depressed and all that i think you hear about i think it's more often that it happens more often than not with those type of actors the like, I, I, like, like, I don't know it's just weird like how the mindset can put you in that that realm Scary. where you you know you're just acting but it's like you like, like i think i heard before with some actors man like after shooting a movie they have to like decompress and like actually like it's like as though they almost have like ptsd huh. they jump to what um Wahlberg, not mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg yeah brother. when he was in that role with the sixth sense i uh-huh. seen some of the you know the, the the behind the scenes footage and interviews they said this man was like football naked running through the park screaming to stay in character. Uh-huh. And I think he had a hard time like kind of bringing himself out of. 
So you compare somebody like a T.I. who prepares for his role as whatever he's going to do for his, like, 15 lines. Yeah. And then you compare somebody like Joaquin Phoenix or... What about Denzel? Denzel or Morgan I don't think I've heard any stories about him, though, like, as far as... But then again, I don't know if his roles have really been, like, deep where it takes you into a dark place. Yeah, maybe it's a type of roles, and then you don't know the director... The director giving the direction is just like, well, he's not a deep character, but I need you to do something with him. You, you just never know. Maybe the director for this movie said, hey, I need you to go several layers deeper than you would. You know, it's, it's just it's too hard to tell, and I think it shows in the performance. So you want to go ahead and talk about the Joker? <laughs> I mean, what was, what was your take on it? I thought it was dope, man. I, I, it just... It what makes like, you sorry? Go, go ahead. No, go. Now, what makes you think they went for this approach, as far as this like subtle, you know, performance rather than going action packed with it? The who they got involved once they Joaquin. I think once they got Joaquin involved, they knew that okay, this can be something different. No, but, but do you think that the I mean the script was probably written before even maybe they were thinking about Joaquin unless. Somebody had Joaquin in their mind and like and wrote based off of that. Yeah, and then you know with him, it seems like he would have some kind of mental health outside of acting, like personally. I, I do you think that plays a role, like in his role? I think his upbringing made him appear to be different because his upbringing was a little bit more liberating than most. It wasn't like the norm, and I I think that probably has a hand in making him a great actor I don't I don't what know what was his upbringing did you did you read about it yeah like it's a long time ago like I, I he's one of my top three actors he's been probably one of my top three actors for a few years now and I just remember just that is an odd name I used to think that's an odd name for a white guy yeah Joaquin and then the last my name wife, Phoenix my wife keeps on coming up like if we have another baby like I think that was one of the names that we had in the pot before Judah but if we end up having another baby and it's a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's probably in the pot again. Joaquin. <coughs> Joaquin. It's a good name. It just has to. It's almost. It almost doesn't fit him physically to where it actually makes. It's a good. It's a good blend. It, it stands out just enough. Yeah. That's what we were thinking about with um, with Haven. We want something that's a little bit different, but not. Yeah. Like satellite fruitcake, something, whatever <laughs> people do nowadays, but. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember. I just know, I think his parents were missionaries and they traveled. Like, he was born in Puerto Rico. And I think oh, they, they traveled. Yeah, they, they traveled all over the... What's the, uh, his ethnicity? I think he's white. Maybe. They probably got some of the darker Caucasian, like Italian or something like yeah. that. But, yeah, for a second I was thinking, well, maybe he's... And he very well could be mixed because if you look at his sisters, they look Hispanic okay. a little bit. Look her up. Let me see. And one of them's not bad looking now. You better watch out now. Nah, I need to watch what I say. Yeah, be careful. Speaking of. Because his, his sister's did, did, married did, to did Casey you, Affleck. Did you see that um, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion video? Yeah. No, it's <laughs> bad news. That's bad news. That is bad news. Uh, I turned from it quickly. Uh, wop. Click. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. There's some... He's in this house. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. You see, you see Carol Baskin 
trying to go after them, but with the whole big cat thing. Yeah, but I don't know. Yo, how you spell Joaquin? J A U Q. J A O Q U I N. So. Dang, he was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was walked the line. Signs, isn't that with uh, Mel Gibson or no? Yeah. M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Ding Dong. See, I'm not. I'm trying not to like read from Wikipedia since. You know, sometimes they could put like false. Stuff IMDb, in man, that's the way to go for all the movies, dude. Nah, but I was trying to get like more of his like background, like personal background. Oh, they do, they do that now. Look, look how, oh look at how. Okay, here we go, here we go. He was born. Wa- okay, go ahead. Joaquin Phoenix was born Joaquin Rafael Bottom. <laughs> Last name is Bottom. Mm-hmm. In San Juan, Puerto Rico, to Ar- Arlene. Dunnitz and John Bottom and is the middle child in a brood of five. His parents from the continental United States were then serving as children of God missionaries. His mother is from a Jewish family from New York while his father from California is of mostly British Isles descent. As a youngster Joaquin took his cues from older siblings. Dang, River River was older than him? I thought Mm -hmm. Joaquin might have been older. I think several years too. Like maybe 10 years a senior? I don't know. Joaquin took his cues from older siblings River Phoenix and Rain Phoenix, changing his name to Leaf to match their earthier monikers. When the children were encouraged to develop their creative instincts, he followed their lead into acting. Younger sisters Liberty Phoenix and Summer Phoenix rounded out the talent troupe. So what is it? Uh, Jewish and British? Mm-hmm. And you know, he's strict vegetarian. I think he's vegan. I think he, he has been for like, that was one thing I, I recall Yeah, because you, you can relate. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Did it show his sister? No. We don't need to see. Yeah, we, we don't need to see yeah. his sister. <laughs> so, all right, let's go into the movie, The Joker. Yes. It's kind of not as fresh in my head as it is yours, so I'm going to let you uh, point guard that thing. I mean, of course, in the beginning, you know, he's uh, he has a job as a clown. and He was a pretty bad clown, right? Yeah, he was a pretty bad clown, <laughs> and in the beginning, of course, he gets a beat down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he just does this... Uh, he has, like, a, a, a crazy laugh that's kind of, like, creepy, but it's like he can't help it. Um, and what was interesting was when he was on the bus and there was a kid in front of him just like looking at him and then you know he started playing with the kid making faces and stuff like that and then all of a sudden he started like laughing hysterically but that's part of his you know his um, condition right? his condition mm-hmm. so he had like a, a like almost like a business card and basically it just explained that you know he has a condition where he just laughs hysterically for no reason and then you know he gave it to the to the mother of the child because the mother was you know acting all Weird. like yeah weirded out about it so but um and it shows him like talking with his uh with his, his social work his, his yeah his social therapist worker. or something no i think it was a 
a social worker because I think he might have been like in a crazy house at one mm-hmm. time. Is a crazy house and a halfway house like the same thing? I think a halfway house is for people who are going from get, like prison to yeah, to the or world. just some sort of situation where they weren't completely actively in in society. Yeah, I don't know. It felt like he was uh, getting better in his condition, mm-hmm. but then I don't know. His life just started to spiral again, and you know, one of the guys, one of the other clowns, ended up giving him a gun. Uh-huh. So of course, after giving him the gun and him. You know, getting getting into a situation on a train mm-hmm. where he ends up like killing three guys, looked like they were from Wall Street. But they started they started fooling yeah, they, with they, him. Yeah, they started fooling him, messing with him, being a bully, and um, yeah, so he ended up killing them, ended up running, and I don't know, man, some of them shots that they did in that movie was pretty like cool, like it was really mm-hmm. artistic in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, like the lighting and all that stuff, the colors, the slow like, motion, the music kind of yeah. hyped it, hyped it up. Um, it's like every time they did a piece like that, it kind of signified like a change. The way I seen the movie, it was like he slowly went from this guy who needed help that just the system failed him in his own way. I feel like mm-hmm. to slowly realizing it's almost like. As the movie progressed, he slowly just became comfortable with who he was and just kind of confirmed. It's like once he understood he was crazy, he was happy, and he kind of fully developed, at least as a character, to me. Do you think, like, he felt comfortable and happy, like, after the fact when he killed those, like, three dudes? In a weird way, I I just think, like, because in the movie, he was kind of getting picked on. He was being bullied a little bit by... A few different people. So, really, he was what they call the anti-hero, but he was the hero to, if you look at it, like at conversely. The end, at the end, yeah, he looked like a hero. Even then, when he shot those guys, he has overkill. But those guys started with him. Yeah. So, you're kind of rooting for him a little bit. Like, when... Like, like as though, yeah, they, they, they had... They had know, it coming. They had it coming. In this movie. Yeah, in, yeah, not in real yeah, life. Now, don't go do that. Don't go do that. Don't y'all do that. <laughs> but, so, okay, so you can sort of say it's justified it for that movie. Yeah. So he was kind of like the hero for that moment. Yeah. And I think he did that. And he, for one, he stuck up for himself. And for two, he slowly realizing like, really wasn't that bad killing them. They deserved it. I'm justified. Yeah. And then what was the other thing? Uh... He killed the other guy. Well, the guy. He didn't kill the midget, but he killed the other guy that did. Didn't he owe him some money he ain't paying? It's the guy that gave him the gun. The guy that gave him the gun came over with the, 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 um, what's the proper way? The dwarf, right? Did I say midget? Yeah, you did. Dang, <laughs> y'all. Don't, don't take that. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, came with the dwarf and. And the dwarf was the Wait one. a minute. Dwarf, what? Dwarf is just as oh, bad as midget. Little people. Little people. That's I just think it's as little bad. people. <laughs> All that sounds bad. Midget, you ch- then you said dwarf. That sounds worse to me. And then little people. I think it's little people because they even have a show where it's called Little People in a Big World, Small World or something like that. I don't know. Okay, so we'll just say the smaller guy. The shorter the, the, guy. The, the, the smaller guy. Um... You know, he was the one that was treating him nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, I don't know, it was a confrontation between the guy that gave uh, Joaquin the gun, a.k.a. the Joker. Um, and then he ended up, like, bashing his head wide open. He did a mean. And, like, I really thought he was going to do something to the to the smaller guy, too. It, that was one of those moments that was, it was sort like, of... He had, he had to, like, walk... He had to walk by the Joker yeah, in order to, to get out. And then <laughs> the lock was so high that he, he couldn't needed, even reach. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and I, thought, I forgot about that. And I thought that, you know, the Joker was, was going to go ahead and just, you know, end it off. Because then, he, you know, what was... Uh, so, okay. What does that say about his mental state then? He knew right from wrong. In, in a probably in an obscure, just sort of skewed version of right and wrong. Cause you even said it, the, the 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 diminutive guy. Diminutive. God the, dang it! No. The the, the smaller guy the smaller didn't guy, yeah. mistreat the Joker. So when the Joker has revenge on the one guy, he got molly. He, that guy got molly whopped, and then the he didn't hurt the little guy. Remember? Yeah. Why didn't he hurt the little guy? Then? Because he probably feels the same way. You know, for the little guy, where the little guy's probably getting bullied as well, mm-hmm. being mistreated just as he was. So maybe it's a combination of like, well, you never gave me a hard time, yeah. and, and I you're feel probably going through. Yeah, it you're probably too. going through the same thing that I'm going through. So that shows empathy and compassion. Yeah. But wait a minute, he's supposed to be like the bad. He's the anti-hero. So this is yeah, but he's but because you know, at the end, he ends up killing the the TV host. Yeah, but the TV host because because he was picking on him too, right? So it's like as though he was more so killing off the the, the bullies. The it's a revenge movie. Yeah, but then, so at what point does that make? At what point does all that criminalize him? What, at what point is he the uh, a criminal? I mean, he's a criminal since he killed those three on the train. So you're saying that? Okay, let's go, man. Let's go then. So you. He killed him. That's not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. But so, what is the right thing? So, what at what point on that on that thermometer is it okay for him to have stood up for himself and to vindicate himself and to justify justify any type of retaliation? They picked on him. So, if he punched him, would yeah, that would he, that have been okay? I don't know. It's just that you know the 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 gun was right there and. Shoot, I don't. That's self defense in in a lot of courtrooms. Yeah, but they didn't have any guns. Yeah, but they they beat the hell out of them. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying yeah. like, where is he being? Where is he the criminal at in in these instances? I mean, All right, so he's the criminal. After, once you kill somebody, man, you. I mean, it depends on the situation. Like, so you're saying that situation didn't justify him killing them. In the real world, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to dig just like so, okay, there was that, then what was then he killed the other guy. It's like he takes it ten steps. Yeah. And then and then of course, you know, he finds out the news about his uh thinking who who he thought was his father because his mother had mentioned it. So the whole time you're thinking Bruce Wayne was his father. So in your mind you're thinking, Oh, that's the twist. Him and Batman are brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then come to find out what what done did happen? What done did really happen? I mean, his father ended up telling. Well, that guy that supposedly was his father, mm-hmm. in fact, wasn't his father. 
So so says you know the father. What is his name? What's his name? Bruce Wayne. Or Bruce Wayne is the Batman, the kid. Bruce Wayne's a kid. So what was the father? I forget what his name Something was. Something Wayne, Mr. Wayne. Yeah, we we'll call him Mr. Wayne. Big Daddy Wayne. But yeah, they were in the bathroom and Joaquin the Joker um, confronted him, and um, and then Mr. Wayne, you know, basically was denying it, saying that it, you know, I wasn't your father. That you, pretty much your mother's crazy. I think she probably she had mental had, issues. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think she was in like in, in a um, crazy house as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of that was like one of those ones they pulled the rug from up on you because once yeah. once you realize that you're like holy crap. Yeah, man, it, it gets deep. Like it's sickening. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So then, so I think that turned it up another notch. So all these little instances, I think, in it sort of engenders him becoming the anti-hero. What you thinking? Yeah, because it's someone that's uh, standing up to bullies. Yeah, and then, you know, somebody he loves is telling him all this, is misfeeding, is misinforming oh, him. as far as mother? Yeah. Misfe- yeah. And she ain't know no better, obviously. So, you know, he ran with it only to find out that she was crazy as hell the whole yeah. time. And Nah, but you know what's crazy the, the whole time? What? When he was with that girl. At that whole time, you thought that. All right, he was so, wait, wait, so, so throughout the course of the, you know, there's a part, a portion of this movie where, um, it was like in the beginning where they get into the elevator. There's a few like little yeah. instances where they they kind of notice each other, and I guess they start dating at some point. Yeah. Well, at least we thought they were dating. Yeah, and it, it and then I'm wondering, like, as I'm watching the movie, like, yo, how can she be into this guy into him, like? Yeah. With the weird stuff that he does, or whatever, and it shows him spending time and yeah, in, in, like in a hospital. With, she goes with to him. some of his shows, yeah, his yeah, yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. shows. They go out eating, they're kissing, only to find out that what it was all fake. Oh, like it was all unreal. Like, oh, that's a sucker punch, man. Dog. <laughs> so this is one of those movies that ends up having like four or five little baby twists in it. Little, little baby, little baby dreadlocks and little, little, little baby twists, and it just like and it just kind of rolls into the movie and rolls into the whole story. It's like these little twists happen throughout the movie, and then by the end, you finally have a line from the beginning to the end of the movie, and it's like, oh crap, man, that movie was fairly decent. So he ends up killing her. No. Yeah, he killed her. No, I don't remember that. I remember him walking out the um the apartment. Okay, so hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. He killed him, man. No. Oh, so you remember she was like he was in her house. Yeah. And then she came in and she was like, oh, I got a daughter in there yeah, and yeah, some yeah, other yeah. stuff. Yeah, but he he walked out. I don't remember him. Yo. It cuts to him being in his room, at his place, right? And he's laughing, and then you see the sirens going off in the background, like the police show up. Go look at I, no, I I'm under the belief he killed that woman. I don't think he did. Look, we're going all right. So let let's save this for. Uh <coughs> oh. I'll let you do your research. Yeah, that <clears throat> No, that's the, the. That's not the coronavirus. That's the actual corona. <laughs> the drinky drink. <clears throat> I think he killed her nah. because it cuts to him in that room and he's doing that little laughing thing, no. and in the background you see the lights flashing. Like they are responding to, but isn't it murder. after that that the two guys come in? What two guys? The smaller guy and 
I don't know. I can't remember the movie. Yeah, because I, yo, he, but that's a different segment of the movie though. It ain't like it runs. I mean, I felt like it kept like towards the end. It just felt like everything was starting to get revealed. You you know what I like about it is there wasn't a whole bunch of dialogue in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was like the body language. It was the the idiosyncrasies too. How he portrayed the Joker with that laugh, that style of laughter. It was. It was more of the performance. Of, I don't know. It's really weird. I wish I could describe it, yeah. but. I mean, even that, like you know, him doing his little dance down the stairs. It's like he was getting. He was. He was hip thrusting. And then you can see like the cops up mm-hmm. top of the steps. They look like what the hell is he doing? And then, see, that's the other thing. Like, he ain't that doggone crazy because when they they called his name, whatever his real name was, he, he looked, he was like, oh, I'm out. And he, yeah. he took off. But um, I think you kind of feel for him because you know this man has mental health issues. And it's like he was trying to get help. So you take somebody with a mental health issue and then you take society and what society does to people just in general and then somebody who's not equipped to handle those pressures and it turns them into a killer. It turns him into something that, you know, you always have the potential so to be think, one or the other. So, you, so you speaking speaking of like, even in this world, like this real world, that that happens a lot. Well, I think that's what you see with a lot of those school shootings. I, I'm not saying these are great people. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm saying these are people who don't have the psychological faculties in place to sort of fortify themselves and prepare themselves for what society has to offer which is society is a great thing but they will bully you they will mistreat you they will try to break you collectively that's how we are as humans to me and when you get somebody who's unstable who's already unstable who needs attention and you do that to them you and you subject them to that you break them so what happens people commit suicide people turn into murders people get murdered i mean you know, they express themselves through, it, it's like you're trapped inside this wall and it keeps getting smaller or, or a ball and it keeps getting smaller and smaller. So you start poking holes and you're going to you're gonna end up going through the, the first easiest hole you can get. And sometimes I think people just snap. To me, that's what that movie said. It's just like, that. that is our country. <laughs> huh. Interesting. So, so let's transition then. I think we pretty much summed up the movie pretty much right how to end though um the ending was kind of dope though i liked it. yeah i liked it it's like it's like you know it's like i was thinking that it was gonna happen but at the same time nah he's that you know they're not gonna do that do what so basically uh robert de niro has a talk you know he's a talk show host mm-hmm. and um somehow he uh, got a clip of his uh, comedy uh, skit that he did, and mm-hmm. he was just like laughing hysterically, like doing this whole laughing hysterically thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Robert De Niro on the show was kind of mocking him, kind of making fun of him, like picking on him. Which and is, uh, I'm just adding to the social commentary on that. Don't they do that? What? Don't these talk show hosts kind of do that? Yeah. They yeah. go in on people. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. They do. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At their expense. Yep. Yeah. At the expense of the person. Yep. And um, <laughs> so somehow uh, the Joker got invited to the show. And again, you know, once he got on the show, it was 
more so again just kind of picking on him mocking him mm -hmm. and then you know joaquin the joker he started to get into his little tidbit about how how he feels you know especially like you know when he's getting picked on and stuff like that how you know, society yeah is. yeah mm -hmm. and then finally i don't know it just got to a boiling point where he just blew his brains out right there on the show like again. oh man that that's revenge man yeah it ain't like he just comes out and he just starts killing people it's a it's always like he's prompted where most people would handle it in okay a so way. yeah so with the three guys on the train that mm -hmm. was revenge yeah the guy that so that gave him the gun mm -hmm. that was revenge yep. the only one i can think of is with the woman yo i'm telling you he did not kill her uh, and, and you know the only reason I see it from I could halfway believe he didn't kill her is because all the other times he killed somebody he was prompted but I'm pretty sure but it's sure. like you know like like if we're going off this whole him you know with the revenge thing like she didn't do nothing to him like she didn't pick on him or you know okay so let's just say that's the, the that's the duality of who he is he was prompted those other times but this is that stone cold killer side that Cause, like, he had no interaction with her at all, right? No, except like on the elevator. Not to that degree. Yeah, not no, no romantic. No, 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 no. no romantic. I mean, endeavor. they made us believe that right. throughout the movie. Had me fooled. So they had me fooled. So he killed. Oh, oh, we got to go Leviathan deep on this. So he killed the one thing he will never have. Ooh, no, no, that's in your like. What My, you're thinking? Yeah, because I swear he didn't kill her. He had a mom. He did have oh, a mom. You know what? what? He did kill his moms. I yeah, forgot about right. that. Yeah. Gave her a little pillow talk. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Killed the mom. I feel like he killed his imaginary. Do you think that was a, a revenge thing with his mom? I guess so because she told him a lie. He got him so hyped up on. Yeah. It. Um, okay, so killed the guys, killed his mama, killed. I'm saying he killed that woman. You saying he ain't killed that little honey bun? So that that already let you know, like that's three. Then he killed that. He killed the one guy, right? That sold him the gun. Yeah. And then who else did he kill? The talk show the host. Talk host. Okay. And then that was pretty much it. Then but the then, but the then movie, at the end of the movie, he was looked at as a hero. Like, all of a sudden, you have all these other clowns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they were going downtown. Like, everybody was on a train During going downtown. Uh, I don't know. Was it, like, more of, like, a um, protest or something like that? Yeah. And, um, and everybody was dressed up as clowns. But, I don't know. It was pretty cool with the ending where, you know, he ended up... He was in the back of a cop car. Mm -hmm. And then a truck, like, ran into the cop car. And then, he, and then the guys, like, pulled him out. And then he looked like a hero. Like yeah, he he stood up and people started like cheering, and then yeah, he kind of yeah, did yeah. his little. Pose. But it was more so the the clowns that were dressed up that were protesting because mm -hmm. they were all for the killing of the three guys on the train. Oh, check this out. So he was sort of like he was. He's almost like the they call it um they call it the iconoclast. Like the one thing that just tries to break, break down and tear down icon, but became an icon 
in the same sense. You know what I mean? He's not your typical villain. He wasn't your typical citizen. He he wasn't. I mean, look at his life, man. His mom was crazy as hell. He ain't know who, who his daddy was. He never had any type of relationship with anybody. No kids. You know what I liked? What? So, like, you've seen this in a previous, like, Batman movie, especially the first one with uh, Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. where they were coming out of the movie theater, oh, right? They... And then they're walking into the alley, mm-hmm. and then someone comes behind them and then kills Batman's them. parents, right? Yeah, Batman's yeah. parents. I'm killing the Batman's parents. But, I mean, in, in uh, the original Batman movie with Michael Keaton, it was the Joker, mm-hmm. whereas in this case, it was more of a, um, just, just ra- some, some rando. Random, yeah, some rando. Um... That was a good moment to me. That's kind of when he kind of came in full, full form. Then yeah, yeah. Like he was, he was, he was really feeling himself. Oh, it, I think then you kind of seen like the type of influence he had. Yeah. Because then he was doing, he did that, and then he did, he smeared yeah, the blood yeah, 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 into yeah. a smile. like this Joker. Again, he, did he, he performed that really good. Man. Like he's, he's like I would love to see a continuation. The Ox and the Opus, sophisticated foolery here in North Carolina. We're in Raleigh, and that's where this accent comes from. Now, what can I say about the accent? This is how DC can separate themselves from Marvel. Was this a DC movie? No. It was? I'm pretty sure. It has to be because that's a DC character. Okay. You just can't really go around making movies like that about these people. So... This is how DC can kind of define themselves and and sort of separate themselves. Marvel's like storyline's pretty good and it's just big action, great graphics. But if if DC can come with more content like this and and, and reinvent themselves and and just kind of fall under so that, like, in, like, into that vein. So like instead of like always having it action-packed, maybe, like, do it on a subtle aspect. Theatrical, like the artistic. Yeah. Because you, you look at... That movie didn't cover 10, 20 years. It, it, it was like a slow, grinding process. I, I ain't even going to say grinding. It was a slow, smooth, just... You seen him slowly turn into the Joker. Did, did, did that movie win any awards, or Joaquin win any awards I'm for sure that? he did. I, I didn't check, but... Just the fact that Joaquin was in the movie, there people who do those type of things or submit their vote, they're already looking at them. Yeah. Um, whereas, I don't know. I feel like if... I ain't going to say that. No, that'd be too... I almost said something. That, uh, so at the end, at the very end, he ends up killing that woman too. His social worker. Dang, man. Did you watch this movie? Did I did, you? but... Um... I think I do, yeah, recall him killing her. Because he was I, laughing uh, and she was like, what's fun? And he said, Oh, oh, yeah, because cause he didn't, yeah, because he ended up running out. Uh huh. And then he ran down the hallway. And you seen the blood when he walked, the blood yeah, on yeah, his footsteps. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that was, uh, that was exhausting, man, a little bit. When you, when you paid, if you look too much into it, it'll wear you out. Yeah. Um, so that was, I say, let, let's go ahead and give it your, uh, how many how out many of ten? T- how many tomatoes? Tomatoes. Um, <laughs> ten. How many, potato- how many sweet potatoes? How many sweet potatoes? Out of ten. 
It's something, man. Like, I'd say about nine, nine and a half. My God! Oh my! Really good. All right, like, Cisco. I like, I like, I like the movie okay, that can make Cisco. you like really, like dig into your mind and like really make you think, or like you know movies that are like have twists, make you think in like one way, and then all of a sudden just flip it on you. So I do like movies that you sort of dig into your nose and you figure out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think nine and nine and a half is being generous. I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Okay. Is there any other movie that you think that can compare to this? Hell that might, yeah, man. Like what? Perfume. <laughs> Do you? What? That's one of my favorites. You always bring up that movie. You know what? I need to, I need to um, watch that with my wife. We because, were supposed to yeah, review that a long my, time if my, ago. If my wife liked the Joker, I want to see if she'll like Perfume. Oh, this is more devilish right there. Perfume is more devilish. It, it's just a little sickening too. Not to the point where it's grotesque. It's just like I couldn't even think of something like that. And it ain't too far off that it's like <clears throat> Frailty is another one. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I don't know about that one. You never seen I've that? Never one? heard about that. I don't think. When you listen to this, this will be your reminder. Okay. Vic, I know you're listening to Network or something. Stop what you're doing. Write down on your little scribble pad. Watch Frailty with Matthew McConaughey and the God's Hand Killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. I'm serious. You're, like you, Mr. Brooks. You seen Mr. Brooks? No, I don't. Dude, okay. Just do me everybody. That favor. All of our listeners, we all got homework right here. Yeah, perfume. The movie Perfume, Frailty. What was the other one? Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks. What's the other one? The Life of David Gale. Have you seen that one? No. What? When you see these, it's going to change. I think that's why you rated Joker so high then. Okay. All right. So we'll see. All right. So I give I give it eight and a half. Sweet, Sweet potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, that okay. was a good movie. Joaquin's one of my favorite actors. Um, he's vegan, vegetarian, pro pro animals. What'd you call that? Pro Peter. <laughs> Not pro Pisha, but pro Peter. Um, so let's uh let's transition and like speaking of like mental health dealing, you know watching that movie you you obviously see a lot of mental health issues going on with that. Um, I don't know. I feel like these days that issue is brought up a lot more than it used to. How so? Especially like in the African American community. You don't want with Kanye West? Huh? With Kanye West? Well, with Kanye, and then, like, you know, I feel like, you know, a lot of rappers now are, like, being more personal in their music about, you know, their feels, how they feeling. Mm. Their feels. (laughs) So, okay. I mean, I feel like, you know, but then again, I don't know if it's, um, Mm. I mean, yeah, definitely you kind of see it with Kanye West. Yeah, ain't no kind of anything. That's what about full what about with Trump? Do you think he got some mental issues? Dude, I think we all. It's but, just some of us let it out in different ways. Yeah, it's more severe. Yeah, it's certain more, people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's so many people with so many, like those people that. How many people that were like ex models or ex attractive folks had this idea in their head of what beauty is, and then go out and get these cosmetic enhancements uh-huh. 
and then you start to see they look like a thundercat when it's all done. Like <laughs> this one guy, there's a couple <laughs> folks that I know they look like some sort of character out of a cartoon. Lips this big, I like what is this called right here? Uh, eyebrows? No, the, forehead. Not the forehead though. The the three head underneath the forehead right here. The creases. This bridge, this bridge where your eyebrows and your forehead meet. It, it's like expanded, like. Boy, everybody's crazy, man. But yeah. yeah, when they when they start to express themselves in an unhealthy way, then that's when. So let me ask you this: like, so you know, this place that you work at, you know, it's a donation place, and so I donated some stuff just a few, you know, <clears throat> right before this we, this recording, mm-hmm. and then two guys approached us, mm-hmm. and you know, started digging through the stuff that I, you know, donated. Mm-hmm. So, do you think, I don't know, it's like as, as though I wanted to, like, talk to them for a minute and just, like, kind of get a backstory, like, how do they, so basically, they, I think they were homeless. They were homeless. So, right? let, I just, uh, I, I basically work for a nonprofit. A, yeah, that serves, um, that serves the individual's experience in homelessness. And we do that, we accomplish that by different, in different ways, so. I'm glad that you said that. I'm just gonna say I'm glad that you said that. Like wanting to get to, wanting to get to know them better. Because yeah, I just want to know like their backstory. Like how did it lead up to them becoming homeless? Like I can you know tell you, like like is is mental issue a part of that? It's always a part. Not always, but there's always it's a mixed bag, man. So you can take. You can take every situation that could potentially like go wrong with somebody. You, you know, could what? be there. A lot of a lot of these people came from fairly decent backgrounds. Some have just lost a job, couldn't recuperate. Some have gotten sick and just couldn't, you know, get through that period long enough to where they can get back on their feet. Some people are lazy as hell. Uh, some folks are on drugs. Some yeah. some of the women come from abusive backgrounds. Some of the women just, they ain't wanting to do right. They just want to get out there in the streets and hop around. It's just a mixed bag. Some have mental issues. Yeah, absolutely. And, and some I, probably I, didn't until they got into this situation yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it had an effect on them. Yeah, the situations develop the mental issue. Um, yeah, I was, like, I wish I could have, like, spoke to them for a minute, just kind of, like, see what their background is and, like, how do they survive also, I think the number one of the few things that I've actually learned by just working there and with that population is my idea of what mental illness or mental health has completely shifted. My idea of homelessness has completely shifted. It's like these people, oh, we're going to volunteer here, here, and do this. And you want to be on social media smiling and yeah, doing this. Yeah. And they're not dumb, man. These, you know, like, I, I finally got into that point where that word homelessness doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Does that make sense? I don't have this idea in my head of what it is anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, do it now. A homeless person. These ideas are popping in your head. I still see the stereotypes, but yeah, my experience yeah, yeah. tells me something completely contrary to that. Just some of the best people, man. When I tell you my relationship with a lot of these men and women there are, is fantastic. They have done things that I've never seen anybody do. 
there was time we didn't have funding for some for some stuff in there, and I told him, I was like, look, I'd love to do this for y'all, but I can't. I don't have the budget. Are you, they, ta- are you talking about as far as the, the clients mm-hmm. that are we call them clients that are working here? Mm-hmm. And I told him I, I don't have it in my budget to be able to do these things. So you would not believe after I did that, that was during a devotion. I probably they probably coughed up about twenty five, thirty bucks between amongst all of them. They pulled me one bar and look, all I got is three dollars, but I want you to have it. So about the clients there? Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of those moments is just again another realization of like Like they still have a heart. They still Dude, they they are some of like the still most intelligent people. They're no different from anybody else. And then you got to think, so I used to do adult literacy tutoring. And before I started, I was like, man, how can you, you know, it's a little judgment in there because you don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I come, come to realize that these are grown men and women. They're twice as smart as somebody like you and I. I'm not saying you ain't smart, but they're twice as smart because guess what? They had to survive and fake it. <laughs> you can't read or write. How do you make a living? Yeah. Your understanding of things has to be different. So... Yeah, and and to see some of these people that have these mental issues, but they're still functioning in society, that's... Let me ask you this, like, when you got into this, do you have, did you ever feel like you kind of have to be guarded up a little bit to mm-hmm. make sure that they didn't, like, kind of, like, um, take advantage or, like, you know what I'm saying? It happens. It's always going to happen. Because I think that, like, with me... A lot of times, you know, when I see a homeless person or whatever, like I did get kind of nervous, like, you know, when I was in the back Mm -hmm. by myself, like if anything was going to happen, but I try to keep my cool and try not to overreact and, you know, try not to think about it too much. Um, Yeah, I mean, did you ever feel like that in the beginning? Uh, And then it just kind of got to a point where... It just got to a point where it's like, what am I, what am I doing? You know, everybody says, well, they're just people. Yeah, you say that, but do you really believe that? That's the thing. And then I, it just, it was more of an organic thing. And then we started talking about like hip hop. Then we started talking about like um, the same stuff we talk about on the podcast. And we started talking politics. And then you slowly, you start, you start to chip away. And then you get with me, you get to these comfortable spaces with these but people. The, but, but these are the clients. These are the clients. Yeah. But what about like? You know, the random people that are just, like, you know, just walking through this alley, like... I'll help. I'll help if I can. Mm-hmm. But once it gets to a point where I got $20 and you want 15 like I, like, I'm not going yeah. to do that. Like, I think I feel I will feel more comfortable with the clients. No. Just because I feel like they're pushing themselves more to actually, you know, try and work. But with. then you can't... These people that are out here, they probably done been in some of these programs and just didn't cut it or... It's not always a fair shake. I'll say that. And sometimes life is just that hard, man. They just they just don't trust anybody. Like, I'm not doing anything. I need to, you know, I've been doing all right. Some of them are out there on their own volition. And then some of them, their mental health ain't good enough that that's, they probably don't know where they're at. They're yeah. just out here making it. We got one guy, he don't, man, it's one, one minute he's just the nicest guy in the world. The next minute he's in here cussing, ready to fight. And you just like, we've had him trespass, we've had him arrested on several occasions and then I finally just stopped and I said what am I doing and I just went to him I was like what do you need I just need a couple shirts man I'll pay you for them I was like here's a couple shirts is this a client or like no a, just a guy that's be around here oh okay and 
I stopped calling the police and stopped mm-hmm. having them trespass because he'd come right back the same yeah. day. And I just asked him, I said, well, what is it that you want? He just wanted two shirts. There's five million shirts in there. I'm going to give him two shirts, a bottle of water. And, yeah. and you know what happened? He always says, I'm going to pay you back. And guess what he does? What? He pays you back? He pays me back. He pays us back. Huh. It, it, he'll, come, he'll go get some money. He'll come in with like three or four bucks. But here's the money for the other thing. Huh. That seemed to work better than keep calling the police on them. Yeah. I didn't want to call the police on them to begin with. Didn't want to trespass them. That just started more arguments. I would say, like, the best definition of, of dealing with someone who's going through homelessness is just like dealing with yourself. Just like dealing with me. It can happen. What if you lose your job and your wife leaves you? Thank God you got family you can go to, but technically you'll be homeless. Yeah. Now, some of these people ain't even from here. Dang. Yeah, then um, a lot of them, like, migrate from New York City or something like that. New York was sending their homeless people here to North Carolina. That's crazy. <laughs> so imagine the strain that puts on the economy. You already got people. So you got people with all this money. That money translates up north down here differently. You end up with... Mediocre income there, but you bring it down here and you you're paid. And then you got people with no money and they come down here. Just that puts a strain on the economy and the people that are here, yeah. to, to a certain degree. But what are we supposed to be talking about? Mental health. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but that kind of like correlates. Uh, oh, get a big dog, <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so. Look at everything we talked about, gentrification, the growth there, um, a little bit of homelessness, mental health. Dorothea Dix. Yeah. What is, do you know what Dorothea Dix is? Um, I just knew that it was a place that was like downtown Raleigh that was for the people that were, you know, mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. So. And that's about it, like. Now it's turned into a little park. Basically, it was it's been gentrified. Yeah, that's what's crazy about it. So it was a place that that dealt that that facilitated mental health um, rehabilitation, and and it dealt with people who had psychological issues. Like like like. Well, it looks like you got your notes there. But yeah, like, I'm not gonna read all this, man. I okay. was thinking like. But I'm saying like um. So how did it transform from a facility to now a place where people go and walk their dogs and, you know, lay out on the lawn and, oh, shoot, even uh, the Dreamville Fest was even, you know, there. like. And that's, this is just the beginning. They're still going to build this park yeah, up yeah. more and more. So, dude, I, I think the only thing I can really, really say is that. I mean, it doesn't say it in there. It, it doesn't quite say it, but after reading this, I just sort of drew my own conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, this is my dissertation okay. of life. Dun, 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 dun. All right, so. So these might not be facts. These ain't facts. This is just, if you look up, if you look up what's happened with Dorothea Dix for folks that are from North Carolina or South Carolina or Raleigh in general, really, um, you kind of make your own mind up. I mean, it, it kind of gives you all the clues here. 
Like I wonder what's the reasoning. This is my. Why. This is what I think. I'm gonna tell you. And if it sounds crazy, it's all get out. Funded anymore or like? You got a town like Raleigh, who has since turned from this small southern city to now this huge metropolitan. At least, yeah, it's it's attracting people from everywhere. Yeah. It's starting to become a beacon of the new South or just yeah. United States in general. People are coming there. So you have all these 300-something acres of, of land dedicated for mental health people in the middle of the city? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get rid of it. Let's see if we can get rid of it. Not only that, they see all the people coming there. But I feel like they still have the... Do, do they still have the buildings out there at least? Or yeah, no? I think administration works there now. Okay. Um, so on top of that, all these people are coming here. Now guess what? You got to do like a Central Park. You got to do a North oh, Carolina version of right, Central Park. That's right. It does look like almost a Central Park. Yeah, so the same people that did the Brooklyn Bridge and that did some park in Chicago, these are the same people that are going to do this park here. Seriously? Yeah. That was in the notes right here? Or no, I, no, I just looked else? everything up. I just looked it up and started, like, really investigating. And it was just like, we need to talk but about it. But that's crazy. This. Like, I didn't even think of it like that. Like, it becoming, like, almost like a central park of Raleigh. That's what they're doing. They're going to appease these people that are moving here. And then guess what they said? Here, Here's the doggone. You like twist endings, right? This ain't no ending, but here's the twist. That in itself is causing gentrification for those neighborhoods in that area. Carolina Pines, I think I wrote it down. Fuller Heights, Castle, all these neighborhoods are for affordable, moderately income people mm -hmm. to live. When they build this park, what's gonna happen? It's gonna push these people out. Dude, it, it's like, it's almost like it's prophesying. Dude. All this growth and all this expansion, here's a, a, a mental health facility that covers acres. So you know all that, the the farmer's market, the state farmer's market, that was part of that yeah, land. Yeah, off of Lake Wheeler. Yeah, that's part of that land. That that Dorothea Dix, yeah. So all that land was dedicated towards that. Some lady from New York or somewhere came down and she was an advocate for like the for the mistreatment of imprisoned people and people with mental health issues that I guess she seen a need here and she got this thing popping. And they designated so I forgot, I'm not good with numbers, but so many acres of land for that. So then, boom, this big boom hits North Carolina and it's in the rest of the southeastern state. And North Carolina's booming. All these people are moving to Raleigh. What can we do? Let's get rid of all the, the mental health stuff, turn it into a, a, a gigantic city park, yeah. emblematic of the growth here. Do you know how long ago it was when... They like dismantled. Two thousand fifteen, I think. Okay. Like it, and, and then you said that you actually, some of the people that are. Are you trying to incriminate me? What's going on? <laughs> you are you the lawyer around there? <laughs> no, go ahead. Liar and lawyer sound the same, don't they? Nah, I heard you mention before that uh, that some of the people that are actually in Dorothy and Dix are actually on the street right now. So I think it displaced a whole bunch of people. No, uh, I think it displaced a whole, oh. uh, uh, at least a percentage of those people, because I think the I think the agreement was they were going to send they were going to do that in Butner now, make Butner sort of the. Well, they already got like a um, 
a facility out there. Right, but I think I they're going to what's the name of it. They're going to dump more money into it and develop it. Okay. Um, but from what I am seeing, a lot besides a spike in the homeless population here is I'm noticing more of them have psychological issues, man. What I'm saying is not proven, but it just makes sense to me. You shut the mental health facility down, and what you're saying, these people, apparently, like, UNC is supposed to handle that in Butner or whatever. So, what you're going to take these people and move them there. What about the people who don't have anything? Who don't have family, who don't have anybody? You shut the facility down, what happens? They're on the street with with no help. There's no professional help for them. They don't have insurance. You can go to another nonprofit, but it's 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 too much of a strain on the city and the resources to make these these services available to every person who can't afford it. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. Just in the past, I don't know, three years, and I just continue to now I I take notice, and it's all it's almost like I'm assuming we get a new client, and I'm assuming they have some sort of mental health issue. Yeah. So all you dis so this park you set this park up you lose the mental health facility then you displace the neighborhoods that surround that area and then you displace the the actual patients in some cases and I don't know the homeless rate triples probably and there's no outlet there's no recourse for these people to get back on track that's just what I I don't know there was a lot of money involved because I think they sold that land to the city of Raleigh for like 52 million dollars wow and that's not counting you know what they're going to do with the soccer complex down there what they're they're talking about putting up a a multi-use soccer stadium down there and it's going to take up so many acres it's going to shift you talking about like in the same area downtown downtown like going towards like you know where downtown starts to blend in the garner a little bit or yeah like set off of 70 yeah uh-huh. I, I think I don't know I don't know well I tell you going through a lot of changes 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 uh, you think that's enough I think for I, this episode I think we're done so mental health is a is a tried and true thing so stay prayed up whatever you do meditate I get it, you know, I don't condone going out here drinking alcohol, but I drank my wine. I gotta I gotta decompress, watch you some movies, watch the Joker, do an analysis on that. Oh yeah. Grow your mustache out, yeah. Take it one day at a time. Yeah. One day at a time. One day at a time. Next time. <laughs> so uh I think we need to go ahead and get our sponsors in. You want to get our sponsors in? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, our sponsors. Uh-oh. Is that Big Mama House Big Bubble Cup? Hey, baby. <laughs> uh, we're still recording. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Okay. chicken wings from Costco. Oh, yes. Yes. I was thinking about wings earlier, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
my gosh. Where'd you uh, get that one from? Was it from Target? Okay. 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 It's cool. the ox on your speaker box. All right, baby. And the what? Who? On the phone with my old lady. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, that's right. All right, baby. Make sure you keep it warm for me. <laughs> and just like that, you I lost your on, R rating. I, I said it on a podcast. You want to say hey? Got and acquired a, a triple X rating on that one. That is unique. All right, baby. See you in a bit. Love you. Oh, wait, my phone's ringing. <laughs> hey, sweetie, what the hell are you doing on there? <laughs> no, Alright, so. Alright, we just. That was our sponsor then. Oh, yeah, that was my, our sponsor. My sponsor. Brought to you by your wife. My wife. Wash some dishes. Wash some clothes. No, I gotta pick up a. Man, I tell you, Judah. Change is, your wash rag out every other day. Judah is being a wild boy. He ain't even two yet, man. Uh, he's getting into some dastardly he's, thing. He's being a little terrorist, as my wife just said. Yeah, th this morning she told me that she was on her way to Trader Joe's, so she gave him like a, a sippy cup, cup of like milk mm -hmm. to have on the Trader way Joe's to Trader Joe's and probably care, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so she gets out the vehicle, and then she walks around the vehicle to open up the door because you know he's still in the car seat, mm -hmm. and she opens up the door, and this fool pulls the rub apart. The top part where he sips from out of the cup and just, and just he dumps the whole milk <laughs> on his lap like and then it like goes through into the car seat and then into the the, the well yeah the car seat and then the, the car seat itself as well like oh, gosh man and on, on a beach trip man oh my gosh the haven have a lot of tantrums like yeah. around that age like yeah, he used to throw him throw himself oh to wait the floor. i remember that video i recorded at one time remember I got it up on YouTube. Did he? Yeah, where... Um, was he just like, no, where, 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 don't where, sell back? No, nah, where uh, he was acting like a newscaster. Oh, God. And, yeah. he, was, and he was messing with the, the college girls. <laughs> you still got... I want to see that. Yeah, it's on I, YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's, probably, it's, probably, it's probably on the uh, Vic in Real Life. Oh, uh oh, Vic in Real Life. All right, so... All right. So, yeah, we're just... Uh, Episode 12. Nope, 13. Episode 13. It's the Ox out and, of Detox, baby. And the Opus. Golden Gringo. Kane Conundrum. Make sure you like, subscribe. Get your mental health right. Yes, yes. On Twitter. If you have to, talk to somebody. Glitter. Now, I would say talk to your wife, but if your wife is the cause of your mental breakdown, then you are screwed, <laughs> homeboy. You best, you best get it right. Go check out The Joker if you haven't seen it. Rewatch it if you have seen it, and please chime in and let me know or let him know that 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 woman was killed. Joker killed that oh, yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got to go back and watch it. And well, shout at out, least, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Shout no, out no. to what you about to say. Go ahead. Nah, it was just uh, yeah. I need to watch that part and see if you. Oh, no, it's itching. You had a, you had a bat in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shout out to Joaquin Phoenix, man. Probably one of the best actors of this generation. I think he's better. Oh, so who's your top three actor, actors or actresses? You say you had a top three? I really don't. I can't really ever think of my top three. I know my top three rappers. Well, at least my top two. Uh, ever? No, no, you tell me is the actors. Ever? Tell me the actors, yeah. No, this, this is like a podcast topic, man. Huh? I no, like just give him a little glimpse. Joaquin Phoenix is one. You gotta give it. You gotta give it to like Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman. There's just so many guys out there that have earned Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, but what is your your, your top three? I'm going. I'm gonna give it to Joaquin Phoenix. So Joaquin Phoenix Forrest. is definitely in your top three. Yeah, dude, he might be the best, but I keep. I don't want to give it to. I want to give it to a black actor. <laughs> in my mind, I want to give it to. But it's Joaquin. Oh, you Phoenix. Try, you try, you try, what's that thing called? Uh... Gentrify. No. Um, I forget what it's called. I forget. My bad. Dang. So, well, uh, Walking Phoenix, Forrest Whitaker. I, I'm gonna give you the third one. So just Forrest Whitaker is not the one with the with the eye. Is yeah. It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's pretty good too. Dude, I hate to even do this because it's so mainstream, but I really feel like. I feel like Will Smith is that guy, though. I think he's a sniper with it. I do. Now, that's going to change. Did, I mean, but he did pretty good in um, I Am Legend as far as, like, the, the emotional The range, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you got Mel Gibson. There's a lot of... And then, and then he did pretty good in um, Concussion, too, as far as with the Concussion was and, good. You know? Um, seven Pounds, that was good. I need to watch Ali. That's on Netflix Ali's now. You need to watch Seven Pounds because that that one kind of makes you appreciate your life after you watch it. Oh. And it's got a twist in. Oh. You're not gonna watch. Man, I gotta watch Perfume My Wife. Mm. I gotta get her to watch that. Rosario Dawson was in that one. Who you got? Oh man, Who I, you I, got, I, I watched The Zookeeper the other day. That's good. Rosario was in there. Mm-hmm. I forget how like pretty she is, man. She is a good-looking guy. She's like that Halle Berry type status. Like, like she's like the uh, Hispanic Halle Berry. Yeah. She got black in her too, don't she? Does she? I, I thought so. she was fully Hispanic. All right, let's get out of here. All right, we out, y'all. Peace. Like and subscribe. Subscribe and like. Bye-bye.
Yeah, I'm gonna do it.